You're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Welcome! This is the Darth Ward Hands. Uh, hello, James. Welcome to a post Disney Plus world. It's finally here. It's finally shown up, Disney Plus. James, what a time to be alive. Unbelievable. And also, another great thing about being alive right now is we have our friend Barry Brophy. Am I saying that right? I never know. Absolutely. Perfect. I know. I mean, James says it all the time, but like we read the list for our Patreons and it's like, are we, are we pronouncing the names right? I know. I'm always nervous. <laughs> I think that's why most of the time we're off camera so that I can like, oh my God, is there an accent a goo on that? Is it brofe? It's a trophy with a B. It's Irish. Trophy. It's not brophy as most people mispronounce it as. Okay. Oh, right we're on. this close to having Brock and brophy. This close. <laughs> <laughs> the Brocast. So this I want to is know... the Rebel Scum Podcast. I am Brock. This is James. I don't even know where you are in the thing. <laughs> I'm to your our... I'm to your left. I'm to your... And the Barry's up top. Left? Barry's above you right now. Uh, yeah. For those listening, well, cool. you're having the time of your life. Barry, thanks for joining us on the yeah. 141st episode of the Rebel Where? Scum Podcast. Slow cap, slow clap. He just has he just had some wisers right now. Barry, you so saw effective. you saw the Mandalorian at least seventeen times, so I can't <laughs> wait to hear what you have to Absolutely. say. Absolutely. <laughs> but we so everybody wondering, we are going to talk about the Mandalorian. Uh, we're going to spoilers, but we're going to wait till the end of the 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 main the show after our top five. So if you guys are bored and you want to fast forward to that after it says top five, that's where you want to be. Uh, the reason we're doing that though is because. Uh, Disney Plus is not available in the UK or a bunch of other countries for a while. I'm sure everybody that wants to watch it there has watched it. But out of respect, legal <laughs> respect, we have decided uh, we'll talk about it after. Um, there's also other Star Wars stuff to discuss first. Uh, but Barry, I have to, you have to push you aside right now for the beginning. Cause I just, I, and I would like to ask you, so maybe when you get there, we'll talk about it. But Brock, you get Disney Plus. Yeah. You watch The Mandalorian. Correct. What is the next thing you watch on Disney Plus? <laughs> the World According Jeff Goldblum. Of course. And then Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> no, how was Lady and the Tramp? I've heard Rob McDonald's uh, opinion. I mean I mean, how exciting was Lady and the Tramp in general? You know, Very. I mean I mean I feel like it was one of my first Disney movies, so I have a soft spot for it. I, I was doing things, so I kept leaving the room, but like it's it's pretty much I would argue it's pretty decent but like two dogs running around they talk so it's just like I don't know Jungle Book looks good I would say the CG isn't as good as like Jungle Book or Lion King but then again it's it's still like animals trying to emote and talk and stuff mm-hmm. I say it's worth it you've already paid for the subscription you might as well watch it it's one of like their headlining premiere things so fair point I watched uh, <laughs> the Mando obviously 5am Dog made me take her outside for the bathroom. I got a text from Rob. <clears throat> Disney Plus is out early and the Mandalorian's on. I was like, well, I guess I'll watch it before work. And then I love that it was 39 minutes because it gave me enough time to watch it and still enjoy my morning. 
I was perfect with that. <laughs> uh, the second, then I watched an episode of The Clone Wars, and then I watched Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles, and that is all I have watched on Disney Plus mm-hmm. as of right now. Yeah. So Star Wars. Everybody's been watching A New Hope. Apparently, really pissed off about mo, mo, what is it McClunk McClunky which was the very last thing George Lucas did to Star Wars as the final screw you <laughs> <laughs> that's wild I, I I just sort of like that's crazy but you're saying you were saying he did it when they were possibly going to make the th- these all the 3D movies, right? For, for, so um, people have been wondering about it and Pablo Hidalgo on Twitter he blocked everybody that was following him because <laughs> he's awesome so anyways so there's still a few people that, that have access to his tweets and they screen grabbed and somebody asked him the question and he said he hasn't actually seen it on disney plus because he doesn't have disney plus but he said that um lucas made cha- those changes uh, four years ago or something he said before the Disney acquisition for right. yes for the 3D slash 4K releases of the film so he said this isn't a Disney change necessarily this is a uh, a George Lucas himself thank the maker change but like I don't I don't understand like why why put it in at all I mean it's cool so it is oh my god Brock I'm drawing a not, blank. Like, not why George Lucas put it in. Why did Disney Plus put put it in there? Because that's the copy they have. I, my guess is oh. somewhere along the lines, it's like George Lucas is like, I will sell you these. These are the movies. You can't touch. Like, this is it. That's what I think. So that's what they have to put out there. I don't think there's any other. I think the Star Wars that they own, basically, is that 2011-12 mm. special edition. That's my thought. Barry, what do you think about this? Like, have you heard about the story? Or it's trending pretty heavily, so I was curious. <laughs> yeah. <to> stop. <laughs> I don't want to assume on? that you have time in the day to give a crap about every little thing, but uh... <laughs> uh, a lot of downtime at the office. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I think it's kind of more of the lines of kind of the rights with Fox, mm. and that's kind of my uh, theory on it. Just kind of how we had the whole Spider-Man debacle with Marvel. I think. That's probably indicating why we haven't got the original trilogy released without all the edits and stuff that Lucas incorporated in 97 and onward. Yeah, like I haven't even thought to look at the <clears throat> the, the original saga on Disney+. Plus. Well, <laughs> it's already not, it's not, maybe I'm a terrible fan where like, I can't even tell you the last time I watched New Hope. <laughs> uh, it was probably at my place before... We watched it with Aaron's friend Marsha. was probably the last time you watched New Hope. That's what I will bet. Because she had never seen Star Wars, but she was coming to see Force Awakens. So we watched it. Were you actually, were you even there for that? I think you were. That was like, that was four years ago. That was four years ago. Yeah. Caroling in the park, watched the New Hope. That was no, the, I wasn't there. You weren't I there don't for that. Okay, well then I, I no remember idea. you guys doing that. <laughs> yeah, there was Caroling in the park where I used to live, yeah. and then we watched New Hope. Uh, I looked at them. I didn't put them on. Like I said, DuckTales mm-hmm. and Gargoyles took press. Yeah. And then I was like, so I was like, clearly I wasn't the only one watching Gargoyles because it started yeah. trending on Twitter. And the yeah. creator's like, let's do a new series. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll sign that petition. Yeah. Let's bring that one. <laughs> are you uh, are you a Gargoyles fan at all, Barry? Or? Ooh, that's going back in time for me. Oh. Like early elementary school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same. The same. Uh, and <laughs> what was it? me, my coworker last week elementary uh we had a conversation about how terrifying that show was actually for probably elementary school students <laughs> uh, is brock wearing underwear right now 
They look like boxers. They're not boxing shorts. They're dinosaurs. Whatever. I got. Oh, by the way, I got the Brooklyn Funko Pop from Gargoyle. Uh, yeah. Why do you think I went off camera? <laughs> no, I know. I got Brooklyn. Hudson. I finally got Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. I got someone I got. And everybody's favorite, Broadway. No, Brooklyn. But yeah. Brooklyn was always um, my favorite. Big Brooklyn fan. Uh, Brooklyn, New I've York is like. Have you ever been to Brooklyn, New York? There's. It's one of. It's probably one of my favorite places on earth. They have great pizza there. New York has good pizza. Wow, interesting. No, no, but Brooklyn, yeah, that one. Brooklyn pizza. <laughs> Brooklyn has great. I know. I love. Well, I love New York, and I love gargoyles. <laughs> anyway, I was training, but this is Star Wars episode one forty one Rebel Scum podcast. Like it, subscribe, join us on Patreon. Uh, hit that so subscribe. Hit the like button. Smash it. Smash, it. smash the like. Hole. It smash. Uh, anyway, so the Mando came out a lot of fun. Yeah. We just gotta talk about. This quickly because that's going to be. I like that they're called chapters, by the way. I do enjoy that they're being referred to as chapters. Yeah. Now we're going to get that. We're going to get Obi Wan. We're going to get maybe the casting handle, unless they pull the plug on that. Um, Bob Iger says there's even more stuff coming to Disney Plus, Star Wars related to Disney Plus, more series uh, in development. Do I th- trust the word he says about anything Star Wars anymore? <laughs> Absolutely not. But this is what he's saying. Um, but anyway, Barry, I want to know. Is this where we will be consuming our Star Wars for the foreseeable future? Or do you think that 2022 film release date is still happening? Uh, The fanboy in me hopes it's KOTOR in 2022, but I highly doubt that. I think the realist in me is going to go, the industry is kind of heading towards streaming. And if you kind of watch and see who the main players have already jumped on either Hulu or Netflix or mm-hmm. anything else, they're starting to churn out a lot of content. And I know just from my own endeavors and investigations in the Seattle area, you can get kind of a lump sum paycheck. So I think for these guys, you know, making a 200 to half a million dollars every movie, whether it's good or bad, is a pretty good deal. And having the Hollywood budget to do it. Mm-hmm. Brock, what about yeah. you? you think that this is it? What? For, are we I, like are we getting a 2022 movie or are they just gonna live live free and die hard on app on disney plus <laughs> no like they're a movie making company this this foray into streaming yeah it's i guess i mean the mandalorian is shot slightly differently like a movie but like i said to you i think i said to you on the phone and i definitely said this on the mandalorian scum it's just like this if this is like if we can put Mandalorian in the rating, uh, rating Star Wars or what do we call that show we do every year? Ranking. Ranking. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, I'm podcast. <laughs> it's just, we expert. just rank the movies. Ranking Star Wars. Yeah. But anyways, I was thinking about this. If we if we can include Mandalorian in ranking the Star Wars films, like it'll be at the top. Like it's insane. I was thinking about driving home. Sorry, I'm very I'm very passionate about the mandalorian i like that you were thinking about driving home driving home and i'm just thinking i, I drive a bus like this yeah um there is like no sight of a jedi in this show it's only one episode well we, yet maybe there's no mention of any jedi and it was fantastic this is what james and i have been talking about for years like what is star wars and we're like well it's gotta have a jedi in it. And there was no jedi in this it was fantastic i'm not saying i don't want a jedi i'm diverting this show is amazing but i would argue that it's 
at a quality of movie level. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's not technically a movie, but I think if you were to watch the whole thing, it would feel like watching a Star Wars movie. So, like, yeah, they're putting a stall on this. I don't know. Like, it would make no sense to not make... Because people... I would... I want to know how many people signed up for Disney Plus specific i want to know how many people watch mandalorian on the first day have, have they put out numbers yet i've heard that it had numbers for the show no and if you know what they might not even do that because mm. uh, you know netflix doesn't do that but i heard <clears throat> i heard um i think it was jeremy conrad on twitter said uh 33 point something million uh mobile downloads for app for disney uh. plus so it's kind of intense yeah, yeah. That's why I like, kept crashing for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's like, what is this? She sends me a screen cap. I'm like, it's the first day everyone is going <laughs> so, on. I was like, I got on fine. I watched The Mandalorian fine. And then I was like, oh, my God. I want I want Donald Duck to be my avatar. And things with Netflix and all these other things, I don't change my picture. Like I don't give a crap, right? I have no I don't care. Like Nintendo made me do it, so I did it. But if you don't make me do it, it's like the green egg on Twitter, you know? Like I don't care. But this one I was like, Donald Duck, and it was Mickey Mouse, and I was like, You're offending me, Disney. And it took me it took me three tries. I got in, I did it. Yeah. And then later on that day, I was trying to show a friend at work because he's like, oh, I'm thinking about getting it, but blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, take, let's take a look. You can watch all the Simpsons. And I go on it, and it, it's done. And I was like, oh, well, I guess they're not getting your eight bucks. <laughs> I think they did because I think they have everybody's. It's like six in a – I think it's six in the States, but it's for us, it's $8 a month or $80 a year. So yeah. you save like 16 bucks if you do that. So that's two months. You get two months free basically. Oh, yeah. And uh, I definitely signed up for that year subscription. Oh, I am so. in. <laughs> I'm all in, baby. <laughs> Barry, you're going to get uh, you, we're going to get you uh, Disney Plus, the Canadian Disney Plus, though. So um, we'll be peeing it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said where you, you're near Seattle or you're in Seattle or uh, greater Seattle area. Oh, so right. I like, use yeah. Seattle as the central points. It's no one knows God. that other cities exist outside. Of it. So like you're not too, too far from the Canadian border. Like what? Four no, hours? It's about a two hour drive. Two hour drive. That's okay. If you want expensive my, my, gas, just cross it. My cousins live I've like just it. near the Canadian border uh, in Washington state. So I would love to go to Seattle. So maybe one day we can be in the same room. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con. I gotta ask. Hmm? Yeah, I, I, have you gone to Emerald City Comic Con? Yeah, I've been twice. It was oh, pretty it awesome. It looks so awesome. <clears throat> I follow it also, on Instagram. We went also the year that uh, Carrie Fisher died. So that was oh, um. Wow. So that was the year I kind of got to meet Peter Mayhew, and we were nice. weighing up Carrie Fisher and someone else. I think it was like Stanley, and then of course she passed. So, like, yeah. well, I guess can't see her. But sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, that's awesome. Uh, like, I don't know if this is a sore point. Like, why don't did you not get um, Disney Plus, or what's the story on that? Oh, I'm I'm waiting. I, oh, okay, I'm kind of going the video game console route. You don't buy it on day one. You watch and see what happens, and then get it. Very good, point. Very good <laughs> and then, point. And then I'm also waiting for the I know the PlayStation Four app, and that's kind of where we watch all of our media at my house. Gotcha. So I'm waiting for that to get. Yeah, so that well, what is up with that? Like I thought that I thought they were like day one, it will be on everything, and it's yeah. it's clearly not. The yeah, case. surprising. Uh, I think you have to wait about a month. Was wow. last I read. Well, and I was like, really, PlayStation? That's there's still better opportunity than, than the good, our good friends in the UK. You still get it sooner than our good friends over there. 
That's interesting because I'm I'm currently downloading uh, Fallen Order on my Xbox, and I saw Disney Plus on there. I'm like, oh, I gotta put it on here, even though I never watch anything on my Xbox anymore. But yeah, so Fallen Order. So you decided Fallen Order over Pokemon, or did you just be like, screw it, I'm getting? Oh no, no, I'm getting both. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Brock's just this is the this is Brock this week, right? This is my impression of yeah, Brock yeah. this week. Just like <laughs> Disney Plus, bah. Well, Pokemon. Well. Fallen the beauty order. is, I had a Visa gift card that I got my, from my work, and I put it on a Nintendo Switch, and I'm like, oh crap, it's all there. But I was able to not pay anything out of my pocket for yeah. Pokemon Sword. Um, so I'm excited for both. I, though I see on the Xbox it says this will be able to be played at nine o'clock tomorrow. tomorrow I yeah, gotta so double if you check. download it, you get it like twelve hours earlier or whatever. Yeah. This is perfect news. <laughs> I work, I think, till eight thirty. I will go come home and try to record myself playing. Oh, amazing. I'm picking we'll it see. up Friday morning. I'm picking it up because I don't know how to add uh, hard drive to my PlayStation. I'm sure you just plug in the thing. Yeah. I don't know how to do I that. I don't know either. I did it on the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. It was very easy. Somebody showed me. It was very easy. On PlayStation, I'm like... <laughs> so I I just I bought it from EB Games. Um, and I get, a, I get an orange blade or a yellow blade lightsaber with yeah. calcastus by the way super excited about purge troopers have you heard no so, so the the word? <laughs> all right barry you gonna are you, you have playstation 4 are you gonna get fallen order yeah eventually <laughs> the wait and see approach i will wait uh, yeah. till it's 29.99 on black friday smart move i'm gonna go the andrew fantasia route and wait till it's a little discounted yeah it will be. and uh i got the christmas uh presents for the children to think about so nice. all my wish lists are <laughs> practically in a dumpster on fire your kids are right, getting right. jedi fallen order disney plus <laughs> and then a yellow lightsaber I could probably uh, get a couple Ray action figures. That would probably go over pretty well. Mm. By the way, some... by the way, I don't know if you guys saw, but our friend, we all know him, Aaron Quinton, on mm. uh, he put it on YouTube. It was a tw- it was a Twitter video. He has the Ray Black series. Barry, have you seen it? Brock? I don't think you have a Barry. Have you seen this video that he did? I didn't see his video yet, but I've seen the figure, and it's pretty awesome. It almost would make me want to fork out the money for it. The figure is awesome, <laughs> but but this is. I wish I had it so I could show you. What's really cool about it that he shows you, check out his video, but I'm going to hijack it right now. You take the figure <laughs> out of the box and her her staff, it has the Ray staff, it comes apart. Ooh. So it comes in three parts and then you it perfectly fits lightsabers in each end of the staff to create one lightsaber, which is basically the Swiss Army Knife uh, Dark Ray lightsaber. So was it the action figure or that's pretty awesome (laughs) like the newest one yeah the new black series uh he had he got it i believe in the white box oh Um, okay yeah so he was he he just he showed me also he got um just go to follow him on youtube don't watch us (laughs) he had the c3po black series as well and the back of 3po's head comes off um and Kenny Baker's inside. Kenny Baker is in the, <laughs> Kenny Baker is Babu Frick, and, but Babu Frick is very small. But Babu Frick also like can uh, connect, like kind of attaches to his back, also to three PO's back. So just some cool tidbits that are really released on these toys. There's some little. I find that there's like little hidden gems that we're picking up on this movie everywhere. I'm totally psyched for for the rise of Skywalker. I know a lot of yep. people are like, no Mandalorians, all I care about, and that is something that I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious to see the box office of 
of Rise of Skywalker because of um, the state of not just Star Wars, but of, of theatrical films in general. You have The Avengers, which makes $3 billion, $2 billion. And then you have another movie that makes you know, 1.2 million and everybody's like, well, it failed and that's, and it's done. And, and are people going, and now that Star Wars is on our TV and not only is it on our TV in the Mandalorian, but we have, like you said, Brock, the original trilogy is there. The prequel trilogy is there. And you know, last Jedi and solo will eventually, I mean, they're there, they're on Netflix, but they'll eventually be on Disney yeah. plus where you're paying $6, $8, $80, whatever it is. And you know you're sitting there going, well, I can go see The Rise of Skywalker now in the theater with a bunch of a-holes. A you know, you know, on their, on, you know, they'll be like on their phones, chewing the popcorn, telling their kids to shut up, telling them to shut Should up. Not, the adult who, who, which one is Ray? Like, you know, or you wait six months, five months, four, or April. It's probably April. It's going to be right there on your Disney Plus, you know it's going to be there, and just wait a few more months. Are people willing to wait instead of going to the theater to see this movie? I mean, it's definitely going to affect uh, digital sales of the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever you oh, yeah. you want to call it. My question is, will there be special features when you watch it on Disney Plus cuz I don't think there is yeah. like Disney but Plus be, has special uh, features. Does it? Yeah, or it's got it? these behind the scenes on a new hope okay. I think it has deleted scenes. It's like it's like having a digital copy. It's incredible. Okay. So then, yeah. It's funny cuz it's like it's it, it's Disney kind of doing it to itself cuz it's like it's even though it probably won't make money off digital sales. It probably will. But you know what I mean? But like it's I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, well, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I mm-hmm. you, you pay uh, four four months of Disney Plus is what it's going to cost you to buy the Blu-ray or digital copy of. Yeah. I mean, and four K copies like forty dollars, so it's going to cost exactly. you like ten months. You know, like you start weighing yeah. it out. You're like, well, I'm just going to get Disney Plus. But is that going to? But Barry, is that going to stop? Is that going to stop people? Is that going to stop you from going December 19th to seeing this movie in the theater? Because you know that without even thinking, I mean, not you because you don't have it yet, but without thinking, it's going to be right there on your TV in March or April or whatever. And you don't have to do anything. Yeah, I'm a movie guy. So I like going to the theater. I like the experience. So that's never going to go away for me. What it would probably do is curtail what I see and what I invest my money in. So mm-hmm. it's Star Wars. They've already got my money. Um, and they we're kind of debating if it's going to be a, you know, bring the wife night or make it a family event, bring my daughter to go see it. <clears throat> Which, yeah. Is your daughter a big Ray fan? Yes, we uh, spend lots of times running around as Luke and Ray in Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. particularly Tycho Donna. <laughs> Ooh, really? <laughs> Wait, why Takadana? Um, I don't know. I think she just likes that level. <clears throat> it is kind of. I like it because I think it's one of the more uh, ones where you can search around and explore a little bit better. That's fair. Um, and it's colorful, acrylics, visually appealing. Yeah. And Mazda's Castle is kind of cool to play in in that game as well. I think. I think. But, <laughs> I don't know. Do you, like Brock, do you work? Do you think that we'll? That we're getting closer to a day and age where we will never see a Star Wars movie theatrically again. 
it's hard i my answer is no because i i love going i'm like barry i love going to the movies it's it's a treat for me to go to like uh in canada cineplex or whatever like uh or even an amc like as you know i love going to disney world and when you're in florida or if you're i assume well we haven't i haven't gone to disneyland but there i'm i know there's a universal in both uh, and they have the city walk, and every time I walk past the AMC and the city walk in Florida, I'm like, oh, we should go. And the girlfriend's like, <laughs> we didn't go on vacation to go see a movie. I'm like, oh, but it's here. Like, I get excited about theaters, and maybe the new modern theater isn't what, it, like, the old classic theater, but, like, I think there is enough. Because, I mean, we are in Canada, so we have one option, or basically two options. <laughs> Uh, I've heard like there's like uh, the Alamo Draft House is yeah. like a big growing thing there, which is kind of like trying to bring back that old style of film. But also, I know like they're big on, you know, you can eat and order beers and stuff like that. So I think, no, maybe, uh, because I think people don't want to stay home all the time, even though it seems like we want something where it's like everything at our fingertips. I think we still enjoy the experience of going and saying, Maybe people want, like, at some point, maybe people won't want to see Star Wars anymore because we're going to be inundated with film after film after film. I know there might be a large gap, but maybe that's okay. I don't know. I'm thinking, give me the three-year gap again. Just give me that three-year gap because, uh, Barry, I'll go to you in a second. But for me, I don't think it can because I think they are that event film. This is the time when I just bought... 12 tickets to go see the rise of Skywalker in December. That's what it's about though. It's like, I write like Brock, I watched the Mandalorian. You watched it. We talked to each other at seven o'clock in the morning, which will probably yeah. never happen again, but yeah. like that happens, but it's a different experience. But for these, for these big event films, we're going to be in the theater. It's like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to be there right there. The minute it hits, the minute it drops sitting in our seat, eating a tub of popcorn, a giant thing of pop, soda pop, and uh, with our with our stupid plastic toppers on top of it that cost us more than the drink itself, that can I don't think that will ever go away. I think to various point, I think you know when he's going to be selective. I think there are movies that just aren't going to exist anymore. Yeah. Noel is not going to be in the theater anymore. Lady and the Tramp will not be a theatrical film. These ones will have their place now. It's the big, you know, for better or worse, big event films will find their place in in theaters. I do think, though, that, that we're going to see like these small, artsy, independent films will live on one of each, I think. They'll be like simultaneously mm. and or not. But, Barry, what about you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, and I'm, <clears throat> just, I think that was probably one of Disney's mistakes, in my opinion, is Star Wars has kind of always been an event film. And if they had marketed like that, the hype was there. I remember just TFA, if you guys remember the toy launch, and it oh, was yeah. coming out. I mean, everyone was losing their minds, and they hyped it up. I think strategically going forward, if they're going to release and continue to release films in the theater, definitely they should go that route. And I, I kind of remember that just when the prequels came out, <clears throat> you had one and then, you know, you wait two or three years and you're hashing out all your theories and reading forums and just staying on the Star Wars site. Then you get episode two and you do the same thing in episode three, but it was always an event. <clears throat> yeah, so that's, yeah. that's what I'm hoping they continue to do. <clears throat> Especially as they kind of move into different territory and kind of post Skywalker saga storytelling. I think yeah, at first like, we were all sorry, Brock. I think we we're all very okay. excited about the idea of a, a movie every year, and then you realize 
you're taking away from the magic. Even the Marvel films, you know, you get Avengers, but then you have to wait a few years for the next Avengers. And it wasn't until they were a one-two punch that they went back to back. There was always a gap, yeah. and then you got the little ones, and you got your Ant Man, which made solo type money. So, you know, it, there's a, I think there's a place for for that, and I think Disney might have dropped the ball on that a little bit, but whatever. I'd be curious to know if they're going to venture into AR and VR storytelling. I know that's a new niche that's kind of growing, and um, I think it's an opportunity. And I think you can kind of see that with like the Vader video game, for example, the Episode One and Two, the VR simulation. They're kind of experimenting there. Yeah. So I'd be curious to know and say like maybe five, ten years if they're going to have kind of an immersive. This is a Star Wars movie, or at least a portion to a television, or a portion side story to an actual theater movie based solely upon that. I, I I agree. Like I think AR and VR are like revolutionary what they're doing. Like Pokemon Go from AR and uh, like any of the VR stuff. Like even you can go to like I, I, uh, maybe like a Dave and Buster's. We have something here called Rec Room that has uh, one of them has a VR and there's a Star Wars thing that I've been wanting to try. But I think the problem is uh, like I want to try it. I know PS4 has a pretty affordable one, but I think the problem is the hardware is too expensive. You know what yep. I mean? Like, you can't. Someone's gonna bite the bullet and just be like, "Here, here's a VR helmet for forty dollars." <laughs> or, you know, if you sign up for Spotify, here's a VR helmet. Like, I think that's what needs to happen to get that over the ledge because you gotta make it. You gotta bring it into like the norm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, what Netflix did is what ideally starts what Disney Plus is doing right now, right? Uh, It's just, I think, I totally agree. I think that would be a very interesting thing to pursue. But then, again, it's sort of like VR has been around for, what, a couple of years now? Like the the modern version of VR? And, like, I don't have one, so. (laughs) I I love VR. I had the VR headset for, uh, I won't say one of the worst phones ever created. I had the VR for that, and it was amazing. I have like a cardboard VR. I just I love oh, yeah. virtual. Yeah, I love virtual reality. the 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 problem with virtual reality is it is it, it's an individual effort. You know, it's a one person mm-hmm. goes in the virtual reality. If they can make it Ready Player One, where we all put it on, we're all in the same world together. Mm-hmm then you're changing up a little bit. And I think they have to figure that out for, for films. And I haven't played Vader Immortal, but believe me, I'm dying too. But I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know where to begin to play that. Cause I don't, I'm not broth. Just like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I had a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> no one gives me gift cards for Oculus Rifts. Um, but I, I really want to do it. But I think the, the thing is until they yeah. figure out a way for all of us, to I mean I guess we'd have to stand or whatever in in, in a room watching <laughs> the same thing simultaneously, uh, but like would we interact with each other I don't know until they figure that out I I can't see that being the norm for it but I think yeah. there is um oh God Brock one of our I think very early on in our podcasting I watched a YouTube virtual reality star wars fan film bear you'd be interested in this it was a fan film virtual reality and i and i watched it and it was uh incredible incredible so it starts off you're in i can't remember what it was called this is like three years ago now but you start off and you're in space like star wars right you're in space but when you turn there's like a a star destroyer coming at you and you can look up 
and down the Star Destroyer. And then you go in the Star Destroyer and the scene's happening. But while the scene's happening, you can look around at all the detail around it. And this is a fan film. And it was mm. phenomenal. I think the world... Could you imagine watching The Mandalorian at home, goggles on, <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, a blurg, and then you turn over there and there's a slurg, and like there's th- like <laughs> just looking around, there's a million different Nick Nolte Ugnaughts happening. <laughs> it would just, I think that is, I think it's inevitable that Star Wars is going to go hard on the virtual reality, but Brock's right. They have to figure out a way for it to be a little bit more mainstream than it is. I mean, yeah, you raised a really good point there. Like a couple years ago, it's like, here, here's a cardboard thing. Put your phone in it. And then she's like, even that didn't take off. Yeah. Like, I, I never really saw how it worked ideally. But, like, uh, but yeah, like. I think it's a generational thing. I know a lot of people yeah. I talk to who are millennial and younger, that's kind of their cup of tea. And mm. same with, like, you know, in the Star Wars discussion, they were definitely more um, pro-sequel trilogy because they'd never experienced the prequel or the original. So I think it's becoming more and more normative. I don't know if you guys have, like you mentioned earlier, Dave and Buster's, mm. I think is kind of the good foundational point. But what I've noticed, just at least our area, but that could also be our influence of the game industry, is we're having these kind of mom-and-pop locations open up that allow for like immersive parties, kind of like the whole escape room craze. Yes. So I'm curious to know if that's going to kind of be the thing, like it's going to be more of a Dave and Buster's interactive, instead of going to your nightclub, maybe you guys go down and do a couple of VR games or VR movies before it kind of becomes more a little more home-based. Well, the one I was mentioning, the Star Wars at this place we have called Rec Room, it's one in our in Mississauga where I live, that one is not your typical VR where you stand and stall. This one is you put the helmet on. I think you have wear like a backpack, but like you walk around a room and you can see the people that you're playing with. Like you can apparently even put your hands up and it like understands the size of your hands. I haven't done it, but I, my friends oh. have done it. Says it's awesome, which I think is what James was kind of referring to. But then again, like that's fine there, but like can you do it at home? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I would agree. It's it's it, it's totally the escape room. It's axe throwing. It's escape room style event. It's like I would argue. Yeah, it's I think it's growing. I don't know if it's really picked up to that level, but I think yeah, like it's it's definitely the the concept of like well, think back when you were a kid and it's like maybe you would go to an arcade if you were lucky to have one in your hometown. <laughs> now with people like. Yeah, we went. Uh, we went uh, played twenty minutes of uh, the new Star Wars game, and it was cool. I was a stormtrooper, and I uh, shot. I didn't miss everybody, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, it's. I think it would be very interesting to watch like a film with VR because you know we watch Star Wars over and over again to get all the little. I watched Mandalorian twice yesterday, just to get the little details. Think about picking out those details if you're VR where you can just like look away from the the action and then like oh look at there look look i can see uh i don't know uh there's a there's a rancor just reading uh charles uh charles dickens in the corner like i don't know <laughs> i don't think it can... oh no go ahead go ahead i was going to say uh... I know when it comes to the filmmaking process part of it, um, I think it's the debate of is the viewer the 
immersive into the experience, or are they more just an observer and things are around them are happening? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I could see it more as kind of uh, things are around the person that's happening. But I know sporting events, too. I don't know if you've seen Japan, where they've got all those different robot VR people in their stadiums now for sporting events, and then you can kind of rent one out, and you can turn oh, wow. and look at your friend, and he's an avatar, or he could be an actual 3D picture that they've kind of done the whole digital CGI way, then you kind of look around and interact with them as well as just kind of seeing actual fans and people. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're back here choosing our <laughs> pictures for our avatars on Disney Plus. And it's like, I'm Mickey and James is Donald. <laughs> I chose Donald at like 6.30 in the morning and it was the best thing I did all day. I didn't uh, care. I was, I was like, I, I turned it on and they were like, Star Wars. I go, Star Wars? I don't want a Star <laughs> yeah, Wars avatar. And I was like, where is Donald? And I had to go down to Mickey and Friends, and there he was. And I selected Is, is the new DuckTales on there? It's a great I told you I watched, I watched Darkwing Duck. The DuckTales <laughs> movie is on there. Andrew Fantasia told me that. I don't know about the, the new – I think the new DuckTales uh, – I don't know. Do they want people to still watch on Disney XD? I, uh, maybe. I don't Got know. Is Resistance on it? I didn't even look. Ooh, that's, that's a good question. Other great question. I yeah. have to actually, I wouldn't mind seeing if that's on it because I want to watch it. I know Clone Wars is because yeah. I watch that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, honestly, I, I know Gargoyles, <laughs> Darkwing Duck. Dark. Isn't like season one of Gargoyles not there? It's like season two and three. I honestly, Am I wrong? It, was, I, I, it was 6.45 in the morning. I just kind of <laughs> went boom, boom and like left and just like, and I was like, Dude. I'm like, is this Star Trek or Gargoyles? <sighs> I would love a Gargoyles reboot. Like, Ooh. Uh, but that show is just so <laughs> ahead of its time. It's ridiculous. I heard it doesn't hold up. But what I saw today, I, I mean, I, only, I watched, honestly, like 10 minutes of it, maybe. I, literally, yeah. I put it on, went to the kitchen, had some water, fed my <laughs> rabbit, went back, sat down, was like, go, oh! and then I had to go to work. So, <laughs> But it was amazing. I can't wait. All right, let's go over to Never Tell Me the Odds. Never Tell Me the Odds. Today's odds are brought to us in part by Patreon. 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 Boom. Uh, let me just open it up. I got people texting me. Oh, my God. Disney Plus, The Mandalorian. So awesome. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Actually. Are you a Patreon? Get out of here. <laughs> our, our Patreon subscribers are Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Christine Allison, Mary Kristen Athen, Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, Phil Staniforth, Scott D, Andy Higgins, J Josh Price, Mason Hope, Matt W, Tony Constock, Sooner Thrawn, Neil Lowry, D Raven Spencer, FN eleven or one one eight nine, Matt Dallas, DJ Blake, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, FP, and Den of Nerds. I'm not even watching. Mandalorian. At two in the morning or something along those yeah. lines. Well, Josh or at least is, that's what Darth Ward said. Josh is <laughs> Josh is psychotic. But before we get to the before we get to the odds, a Patreon sent us a message. Uh oh. Uh, so let's hear what this Patreon subscriber had to say to Andrew Fantasia. Hello. It is I, Aaron Quinton. You can find me at Aaron Quinton78 on Twitter. And this is me 
calling out somebody who deserves it. One of the most despicable people in all of Star Wars fandom. Andrew Fantasia, that's right. I'm coming for you on Duel of the Fates, brother. You hear me? What are you going to do when Aaron Quinton runs wild on you? I'm going to ignite the green, and you're going down. There's Aaron Quinton calling out Andrew Fantasia to a Duel of the Fates. By the way, how many of Duel of the Fates has Andrew ever won? <laughs> Zero! Zero! <laughs> so I was thinking, okay, this is, and sent this in, and it probably will not get a response from Mr. Fantasia. Loser Fantasia, as he's known in Duel of the Fates world. Uh, but he sent in this little video. Hello, scumbags. It's me, your old homie, Andrew Fantasia. And I'm making this video because I saw a video on the internet the other day from a gentleman named Mr. Aaron Quinton. Aaron is a longtime fan of the show, a longtime friend and fellow Star Wars fan. But Aaron Quinton did a funny thing, didn't he? Mr. Quinton called me out on Star Wars trivia. He wanted a duel of the fates with this guy, this guy right here. And Aaron believed that he could be the champion in a duel, a trivia duel against yours truly. To which I have to respond simply with this. Mr. Quentin, you may in fact know quite a lot about the wars. You may be a Jedi master, just like Luke Skywalker himself. I have no doubt about it. You are a wise, benevolent, very knowledgeable Jedi master, just like Luke. But here's the thing. I've been in two duels of the fates now, and I've lost both of them. You know what that makes me? Somebody with nothing to lose. That makes me a tough, scrappy survivor who's in it to win it. Kind of like Rey herself. And last time I checked, Luke Skywalker was not alive and Rey still is. So there is kind of that little detail. Isn't that right, Rey? That's absolutely right, Andrew. I am still 100% alive. So that can only mean that you are going to beat Aaron Quinton in Duel of the Fates trivia. Also, you are very handsome and your eyes sparkle like the ocean. My eyes do sparkle like the ocean, Ray. They do sparkle indeed. So bring it on, Mr. Quinton. I look forward to meeting you in the arena of the fates to finally claim the championship I so rightly deserve. So Andrew taking it like a champ or like somebody who will never be a champ and he accepts Aaron Quinton's challenge to duel of the fates barry what are your initial thoughts on andrew versus aaron double a going up on duel of the fates oh, a little shocking i got the memo this morning i'm gonna put my money on aaron he's got a lot of lore in his background especially when you start listening to his theories on his youtube channel uh so my money's on aaron for this one wow I can't wait to hear Andrew's rebuttal of that. I'm sure it'll be under five minutes. Brock, <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? 
What? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. When his voice. <laughs> Are we still doing the podcast? <laughs> Andrew versus Aaron. That's coming up. All right, let's get over to Never Tell Me the Odds. Uh, Duel of Fates is always fun. It's fun to watch Andrew lose at something he thinks he's so clever at. And by the way, if you're on Patreon, he has a whole thing on the history of Mandalore, if you can trust him. Here we go. Never tell me the odds. Our first odd, the odds of a lightsaber. Barry, I'm going to you first. The odds of a lightsaber appearing on the Mandalorian. 100%. Ooh. I, I, I think I'm going to go full Brock on this because I already said, like, with, they had no Jedi in the first one. I was like, this is this is crazy good. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go full Brock on this because yeah, I agree. I think there should be, but, uh, yeah. we got the dark saber floating around somewhere. So that's Ooh! technically Ooh! a lightsaber. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I think Perfect. I, I have to go 80, 88%. Uh, I think we're definitely going to see something dark sabers hundred percent out there. Uh, who, who forged that, the armor for Amando, like when he was walking yeah. around, who forged, who was that? What house is he from? Look, rumor is I got to shout Nessa right now. Send me a link. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if you guys saw this. Pedro Pascal kind of saying his character's name. I don't know if you've seen it, so I'm not going to talk oh. about it. But he says his, he says the Mandalorian's name, and nonchalantly too. I don't get it, <laughs> and it's definitely like I, I don't know if he's if he's punking us. If there's do people still say punking? I don't know if that's happening, but he mm. just says, uh, and I play the Mandalorian whose name is, and blah 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 blah. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of cool things coming up, but I think look, if you have the Mandalorian, how do you not have the dark saber? If you have a yeah, show yeah. called The Mandalorian. And we know we're going to Mandalore, especially in flashbacks. Uh, the next odd. Did I write this odd before or after the episode? It's probably after. The odds of Yaddle being name dropped on The Mandalorian. Brock, let's go to you first. I know you're a big Yaddle fan. I kind of hate this one, but like <laughs> it wouldn't be a terrible thing to mention her. I'm going to go 60% because, yeah, I mean, without spoiling the end, like I think talking about Yoda and Yaddle might be useful in this show. So I think talking about Yaddle is always useful. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go full Brock on Yaddle being name dropped. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll talk about who I think later, but right now it's just Yaddle is in the Phantom Menace and then never seen from again, unless you read comics <laughs> or whatever. But like, she's just like sits there and you're like, is that a messed up Yoda puppet? No, it's Yaddle. <laughs> it's Yaddle. Barry, you're up. Uh, I'm going to go 65%. I know Lucas is to have rumored to direct a certain episode with a certain Yoda type character. So I think they're going to touch on all that lore in that episode. I got to say this. So, so I said I'm I'm out I'm no more spoiler no spoilers for me for episode nine so Bear's like hey so I know you're not doing spoilers for episode nine but Mandalorian spoilers burn <laughs> floods my inbox with Mandalorian spoilers I know how the season ends that's Ooh, what I'm gonna call I'm gonna call this Mandalorian ending leaked we discuss um, final odd today. Uh, the odds of the Mandalorian being from Clan Ren. 
Uh, when mm. I watched this, this was Aaron Quinton. God, he's getting too many shout outs on the show. This was his uh, Who is the Mandalorian <laughs> episode that he was on. Um, I really liked it at the time. After watching the episode, I, I really liked it. But after hearing what Pedro Pascal said, not so much. I'm going to go... I'm going to go really sleazy on episode 141, and I'm going to do a second full Brock. Brock, what about you? Oh, I, I mean, we see this, like, Mandalorian enclave. I think that's what Rob called it on the Mandalorian Scramba. And we see the, the sigil that, like, I forget what that creature's called, but the Boba Fett logo, so you're like, oh, that's crazy, and I feel like that's like their emblem did clan ren have an emblem they must have i can't even think of it so like but to go back to the thing i would love it <laughs> if he was clan Ren because we don't know where he's a foundling we don't know where he's come from uh, i'm gonna go 55 percent because i don't think sabine's gonna be in this i mean you can still have clan ren without sabine but i think that's kind of a punch in the gut for fans because well, having Sabine on the show would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, but her brother was a big part of the show too. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, you need oh, Sabine. I, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Barry? I mean, maybe put the framework in and then when you're starting to run ideas, you just throw in Sabine Wren at the end of one season. You're like, what? Uh, here's See, Clan I'm... Wren. Clan Wren. I'll show you guys. That's Clan Wren. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That's Clan Wren right there. So yeah, it's nice. a little bit different. Um, but Barry, what are your thoughts? Um, I think I'm going to go 63%. Nice. Aaron presented a very good case for Tristan Wren. So that's kind of my theory until more evidence uh, surfaces, like that link you just mentioned. <laughs> Barry, are you, uh, are you a friend? Uh, friend. Are you a fan of the Rebel show or Clone Wars or anything like that? Or... Yeah, uh, I watched both. I didn't get into Clone Wars until kind of after about season four or five. That was kind of during my college years where I had no free time. <laughs> but I definitely watched Rebels on YouTube, and my daughter yeah. got to watch a lot of that. So that's kind of what got her into Star Wars. Nice. So, yeah, anything they can tie in and weave it together, I'm for. Did you watch the Galaxy of Adventures? No, we even uh, delved into that one very much. I just love that they're two minutes long. <laughs> that's probably why <laughs> they're too short her attention span um we're gonna move on to Ooh, hold on hold on top five top five what's today's top five james top five standing by uh bounty hunters to celebrate Ooh. the release of the mandalorian we're gonna go Bounty hunters. That's my that's my bounty hunter impression. <laughs> my number five is Boba Fett. Move along, move along. I have spoken. Barry, what's your number uh, five? I put a Sarco Plank. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. I only had four, so he was my five throwing. <laughs> Nice. I, there's only four good ones. I threw in a desperate Abs SOB. Pretty much. Brock, who's your number five? Well, uh, I've already 
proclaim my love for this new show, so I gotta put one of the characters in. IG-11 is a lot of fun, but I gotta put in the the main character, the Mandalorian number five. I think he's gonna go right up that list because we know we're gonna do this again. I have an honorable mention. Gecko, Dominic Pace, is making rounds on all the podcasts right now. You can watch our Atlantic Club where we talk to him on, oh. the, on the channel. He is in the background of the episode. He's in... Uh, so. Keep your eye out for him. He plays a character nicknamed Gecko. My number four, Aura Singh. Pretty dope, mm. like Aura Singh. Brock, your number four? Uh, I'm going to have to go Boba Fett because uh, you know I'm not a huge fan of the of that, but like he's the he's the reason we we go into Bounty Hunters, so he has to be on the list. He's the reason why we have a show called The Mandalorian in all honesty. Correct. <laughs> if he wasn't so cool, Mandalore wouldn't have appeared on Clone Wars. And so on and so on. And we wouldn't have Django. Barry, number four. I put Dirge. <laughs> Your list is better than ours. Yeah, Dirge. Dirge. I had to think about that. It was uh, finalized 10 minutes before the show started. Oh, I am changing my list just to go toe to toe. I'm with impressed Barry. you did it 10 minutes before the show. Brock does his while we're doing the top five. That's correct. That's oh. correct. You'd be amazed at how many. Uh, searches you get that don't show you information for Bounty Hunter Star Wars. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Brock, you're number three. Uh, my number three is going to be Cad Bane. Get him in live action. That guy is amazing. Absolutely. Barry? Number three was Django Fett. Ooh. <laughs> Love me some Django. Uh, my number three is probably the greatest bounty hunter of them all, Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel at number three. She's a changeling. Yes, she is. I have her action figure downstairs because Zam Wessel kicks ass. My number two has been said by Brock. Sir Cad Bane. Love me some nice. Cad Bane. I have him behind me. Cad Bane is awesome. Barry, you're number two. I'm going to go old school and go Bosk. Ooh, Brosk. Brock, what about you? Brosk. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Arguably one of the coolest things to come out of Dr. Afra, Black Christian. Oh, I don't know if I'm ooh. saying it properly. The, uh, <laughs> uh, the Wookiee bounty hunter. Like, it's just an amazing character. Even though they're ending Dr. Afra, they always find a way to bring him back. Uh, I, I think there's a lot. I think they need to put him in something. Oh, maybe let's put him in the Mandalorian. That'd be perfect. Okay, let's do it. There's a character who should be alive. Send that to Filoni. Yeah. Oh. God bless David Filoni. David Filoni. Do you call him David Filoni? Like you're so like David Filoni. Uh, David Filoni. Table of one. Uh, Number one. Um, I think we all have the exact same number one. I'll just say it. It's Django Fett. I'm the only one that has a number one. Uh, Brock, you're number one. My number one. You already guessed it. Barry already said it. Boss Drandoshin with some emotion. <laughs> Boom. Favorite. Yeah, that's uh, anyone that's listened to this or watched this knows that. Barry, blow us away with your number one who is, um, I don't know who it is actually. Who's Dengar, your number one? Dengar, Dengar, Dengar. It's uh, Boba Fett, the original. Oh, nice. you went old school. Yes, and a little tear. The very first Star Wars figure I ever owned. So really? he holds a place in my heart. Wow. How did you... How, like, Was it uh, like an 80s one or the 90s Boba Fett? It was the 90s. So it was um, <clears throat> prior to the special edition re-release. I wasn't into Star Wars and 
I kind of think I emailed you about that a while back when I told my life story. So yeah, I got a, a Boba Fett and a Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker, and I, didn't, I had no clue what these guys did, so they fought each other all the time <laughs> until I sat down and watched the original trilogy with my friends. Was that Luke Skywalker like the super buff one? Like no, this one... Um, <laughs> Now, he was kind of, his arms didn't articulate. I think they moved up and down, and the lightsaber yeah. didn't go any direction. Okay. That was it. But he's got the black monk thing going on, which looks pretty dope. Nice. Uh, I want, uh, I do want, like, a, a cool Mandalorian three-quarter three inch. I got a Knight of Ren, Brock. Look at you. Ooh. What? Oh, Brock, did you see this one? <laughs> oh were these gifts or did you purchase them i know i didn't know if that was real or not now i know <laughs> that is ben quadrineros i found out about this on facebook uh din our friend din posted a picture of, of the nice. cigarette andrew tagged me on it and uh now i own it and a discussion. All right, let's go on to uh, Mandalorian spoiler talk. We won't we won't dwell too much on this because Brock, you did a whole Mandalorian scum on it. Yeah, and check I, it I, out. Yeah, watch it. I don't have a lot to say because it, it wasn't very good. The episode, uh, Barry, I'm just trying to make you feel better about not getting it. I I I genuinely enjoyed enjoyed the Mandalorian episode one. Um, it had me smiling for the entire 39 minutes. Um. The ending. You're really, you're really harping on this time. <laughs> I love the time, man. I love the time. I think I don't know. I can't remember when Andrew, if Andrew commented on the time, but as soon as I saw it, I said, "Oh, he's gonna think it's too short." I loved that it was long, like just the right amount of time for me to watch in the morning before I go to work. But I, I was smiling the entire time. The ending, though. The ending. I will say this. I saw the ending. I really liked it. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And then I looked over at at Aaron during the ending and she was like oh my yeah. god and then spoilers obviously is that baby yoda wait he's 50 that was basically <laughs> the uh, reaction from aaron brock you've talked about it yesterday but a little bit in your reaction to baby yoda uh what an ending like that's fantastic uh I think I said on Mandalorian Scum, though, I'm like, I don't know if I need to know more about Yoda. Like, it could have just been like, no, we don't need to touch it. But it's just like, it's it's a hell of an ending. And I was thinking about this when we were talking about uh, Disney Plus making this streaming thing. What they've done with the Mandalorian is it it feels reminiscent to Game of Thrones. Not in story, but or not so much in theme, but like, how it ends you're just like you're in like next episode please and then you have to wait so they're like i think they're like really trying to grasp that you know what game of thrones did for tv uh so i mean if you've ever watched the very first episode of game of thrones uh it's pretty it's like oh my god and then the the episode ends so it's like i'm in for the next one so like i thought that was great uh and uh you know you expected the show to be one thing i thought like it, I felt like the Mandalorian would be like a loner of sorts, but like this ending kind of doesn't make it seem like it. And the whole sh the, ep the whole episode sort of like he's like he's a hardened bounty hunter, but then he also has like he has allegiance to people and he looks out for people. He's not there for just the easy buck. So 
especially like to see how it ends where he stops IG-11 from executing this baby Yoda. But like, it's great. Um, I don't know. What do you think, James? I, I know you just, do you think it's worth it? Yeah. Uh, here's why I think, and because it's, it's on a TV show, I think it's even better. We were all talking like, you know, Disney said, we're not screening the whole episode um, to critics. We're not letting critics see it because there's a massive star Wars spoiler in it. Yeah. Um, and you know we're all like, oh, it's Boba Fett, it's this, it's that. I, you know, even even when Barry sent me a link saying that there's the Yoda species is in it, I never thought the Yoda species was going to be the spoiler of spoilers mm-hmm. because now we have to learn more about this creature. And I'm with you. I never, I was always fine with not knowing that we're going to obviously learn the name yeah. of this of of their of their species. Like at some point, someone's yeah. going to say it or take a guess. Anyway, I never worried about the name of it. I never had any interest. But what it did more than anything. Was and I was saying this to, to to a friend at work the other the other day, which would have been yesterday, the day <laughs> because I've been out for two days. What I said though was, I said it ends in a way that every single person on the planet is going to identify with it and be excited for the next one because nobody walking around this earth right now has never heard of Yoda. Everyone knows Yoda. He's yeah. like the most quoted yeah. character in movie history. <laughs> Every single ET dressed as Yoda, like everyone knows Yoda, <laughs> and so the minute you put that little green baby in, by the way, adorable, like little Mogwise, right? Like the minute you put that in there, you're just like everybody's just like, well, now I know what's going on, because you you never heard of a Mandalorian, that's fine. You don't care about bounty hunters, that's fine. Little green Yoda, you're in. Like it 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 was. I think it was the perfect aspect to take from star wars to especially for a streaming service to just like to give to the especially the fan base to give to Mm -hmm. everybody and say like eat this up yeah (laughs) i mean when i started i think i said this to you james in the first five minutes when they had a quorum come out and then his whole all his tentacles are cg i'm like oh my god that's amazing (laughs) uh my friend, uh, my colleague from work, uh, Leslie, he downloaded and he just watched Mandalorian like two hours ago or whatever after we finished up. And his message like, so what, Yoda rejuvenated himself? I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's, like, to everyone's saying <laughs> baby Yoda now. That's all, Because he doesn't have, the alien doesn't have a name. But Barry, you obviously haven't seen it, but you read all the spoilers. So what are your yeah. thoughts on it all? I think it's intriguing. Uh, I didn't see that one coming, and I know just kind of the rumor mill when you kind of read into that stuff, it's like one of those, oh, that's a nice theory. It sounds a bit fanboyish, but I don't think they're going to do it. And the fact that they've done it's pretty awesome. I think it opens a door of many possibilities and theories, and <clears throat> who knows, maybe they'll even tie it into Episode Nine, which would be pretty awesome. And who knows, maybe there is something to that whole idea of Yoda rejuvenating himself. Maybe that's a speculation, part of what his species does. We don't know. Uh, but I'm sure we'll find out. That would be, oh my god, imagine baby, that is baby Yoda. I gotta bring this up. Uh, this is from at Numidian Prime. Numidian Prime. Numidian. Numidian. Marvel SW. Look, I don't know. Numidian. Numidian. I don't know. I can't read. Uh, partial credit to B Howard one one three eight. I can say that one uh, for noticing the symbol on his sleeve. So the doctor, I can't remember the doctor's name. Do you remember his name? Bob? Oh, yeah, I heard about this. So I feel doc- like Andrew knows. Andrew knows everything. So the doctor has an emblem on his sleeve, <laughs> and the emblem on his sleeve is 
from Camino, uh, and it's worn by all clones. So the doctor is a clone who wants this Yoda species possibly to clone this yeah. Yoda species. This now makes the fact that this is what they want, and he wanted this thing alive. If you remember, Werner Herzog was like, "Oh, whatever." And he was like, live! Uh, so they want to clone Baby Yoda to create an army of Baby Yodas. What's a group of Baby Yodas? <laughs> Yaddles! <laughs> Yiddles. 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 It made me, like, I think, uh, I can't remember who said it on uh, Mandalorian Scum, but the idea that, like, or maybe it was just me. <laughs> I was just sort of like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool? Or no, yeah, I think Andrew pitched the idea as like, now he's going to have to like take this baby around, take care of him. And I was like, oh, this is like, you know, Lone Wolf and and uh, and Pup or uh, Cub, like that uh, manga with like it's a father, a warrior father, and he's got a son strapped. Like the Mandalorian like shooting and he's got Yoda strapped to him like he's like, <laughs> Zal- Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. But, like, I was thinking about it because there's Yoda and there's Yaddle. But then, like, are they all Y names? I don't know. But then if he's being raised by a non-whatever-they-are, will he have a Y name? Will he? they know to name a Y name? Well, like, 50- will they just name him Kevin? Like, oh. No, and it'd, I was be, like, oh, it'd be Kevin. Kevin. He's 50 years old, Brock. He's probably wiser than everybody else on the show. We don't know if he can talk. Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> His name is Kevin. Oh, Mandalorian, you are. Yoda, Magwai. That's all. I don't think I. I don't think I like that though. I don't think I like if he if if he can talk once you know. (laughs) Even though it's fifty years old, like it's they treat it like a baby. They make it look like a baby. But what if he talks like Gizmo from Gremlins? Mm, Fair, 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 fair. And then he wears like the the Rambo bandana and like. (laughs) Yoda. Magwai. Make sure you don't want to feed him after midnight for don't sure. Don't do that. I'm really. I love the way he looked. Those clearly that looks CG to me. Clearly CG. Nick Nolte, the Yugnot, finally officially amazingly awesome. I have spoken. Uh, he was great. Obviously, I wanted like I heard he was just. Vo- is he in it or is he voicing? I can't tell what's going on there. If that's actually him or if it's just his voice. No, he's definitely voicing. Like no, I, just... I know he's voicing it, but is he also? Like, but no. No, I don't think he's in the costume. I wouldn't either if I was Nick. If I was like Nick Golden, I'm like, I'm uh, been in Hollywood forever. I'm, I'm not wearing that mask. <laughs> no, I don't. I can't see him. And, I, and this is no criticism to Nick Nolte. I can't see him remotely wanting to be in that costume. But what do I know? Nothing. That's what. Oh, Barry, how are you? When are you? Are you <laughs> I know you're going to get the week free of Disney. Are you going to wait till yes. December 27th when every single episode is out? Ooh. Ooh, probably. No, I'll get a little earlier than that. <laughs> December 26th. <laughs> Boxing Day. I know we're, we're debating it with my wife. I know we're like, we don't want to get another streaming service, but with the kids, Disney seems like a sure go. And my youngest daughter has got this Mickey obsession right now, so it would go over pretty well in our house. Great, ex- great uh, obsession to have. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Brock, where do you think this series is going? I don't I have no idea anymore, quite frankly. Uh, I don't know. It, 
I mean, we knew that there was something he was going after, and it was going to be a big deal. So, like, I in my head it was like, oh, I'm in. Like, I I looked at it as like he's going to receive whatever he has to get, and then it's just one thing after the other is going to get worse and worse and worse. And he's like, I wish I was out of this. And like, uh, like the fact that they haven't even shown all the characters, mm-hmm. you're like, who's the villain in this? Because Herner, Herner, Werner Herzog is the perfect person you want for a villain but there's also Giancarlo Esposito as an imperial we assume I don't know he's wearing a uniform well, so it's plays, like is he, he a villain Moff too? Gideon, but the Moff Gideon sorry he's totally imperial so it's like what's happening there I there's so many things I want to know like you see these stormtroopers and they're all dingy it's like the empire is not what it used to be so like that I want to know about what are the Mandalorians doing with like you know this enclave or whatever like who is that person forging these things there's so many things i want to know i i know that's how a tv show works but like uh i it's this show was nothing what i expected so i can't even fathom maybe after next week when there's a new episode i'll have a better vibe but i don't know man i i cannot tell you what's gonna happen next it's kind of like, i feel like they were smart giving us two episodes in one week because they're like you're gonna want the next one then you get the next one whoa 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 there's a new episode on, on friday yeah <laughs> and then it's every friday after that <laughs> Brock yeah, yeah. I thought it was like the following Friday no, for no, episode. No, it's, oh, it's this 15th. is amazing. It's the 12th, the 15th, and then the 22nd, and then the 18th of December is the Wednesday, then the last one is the <laughs> Friday. The best is his, his screen's oh. frozen. That's the best part. Just frozen. Up with that. Before we go, I just for me, I don't know if you felt this way, Brock. Barry, you can't speak to this point, unfortunately. It felt a lot like the same world uh, like how rebels felt like the star Wars world where it felt like we were a little bit more in on, like it was in on being star Wars. Whereas the films, even the prequels, they felt a little bit like outside of star Wars. These ones feel like, like EU novels, like it is in star Wars, take yeah. it, absorb it, love it because that is what this is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I I know that was for Barry. What do you think, Barry? Oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Barry hasn't seen it. <laughs> oh, you're asking me? Yeah, because Barry oh. hasn't seen it. Unfortunately, I'll oh, I'll, I'll mail you confused. a DVD. But anyways, copy. like that comparison to Horror the expanded run. universe thing, yeah, that's like a perfect like how to describe it because it's yeah maybe you didn't want to read the books but like a lot of cool stuff happened in it and that's exactly what i think is going to happen in mandalorian uh (laughs) yeah more more please thank you goodbye all right barry last words to take us out of this about anything you want just say anything you want right now (laughs) remember to like comment subscribe and share (laughs) he has spoken (laughs) I like my favorite part is when when Cool says I have spoken and then he kicks the blurg and they walk away. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. All right, guys, this has been the 141st episode of the Rebel Scum Podcast. I'm James. That's Brock, and our guest yeah. today is Barry Brophy. Is that how you say your name? Not Brophy, like Broski. Bobrovsky. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, thanks so much for watching. Watching, like Barry said, give us a like, give us a subscribe. 
Uh, and until next time, may the force of others be with you. Always. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.